In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord Jesus, we believe that you are really, truly, substantially present here tonight. Body, blood, heart, and soul, and divinity. Pouring yourself out upon us out of love for us, out of a desire that you have, out of the thirst that you have to be united with us, to be one with us, and to unite us to the Father in the Spirit. Please help us to receive all that you want to give us here and each and every day. Help us to be receptive to your invitation, to your blessing, to your grace and mercy. Mother Mary, we crown you the queen of our time together here tonight as we pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We'll continue. Well, some of you weren't here last week, but I started with John chapter 17, verses 1 to 5. But I want to continue little by little, praying through John chapter 17, the high priestly prayer of Jesus. So it continues here tonight with verses 6 to 11. Jesus says here, I have revealed you... To those whom you gave me out of the world. So Jesus is speaking to his father directly. They were yours. You gave them to me and they have obeyed your word. Now they know that everything you have given me comes from you. For I gave them the words you gave me and they accepted them. They knew with certainty that I came from you and they believed that you sent me. I pray for them. I'm not praying for the world, but for those who, but for those you have given me, for they are yours. All I have is yours, and all you have is mine. And glory has come to me through them. I will remain in the world no longer, but they are still in the world, and I'm coming to you. Holy Father, protect them by the power of your name, the name you gave me so that they may be one as we are one. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So Jesus prayed here at the end that we be one as he is one with the Father. And he's going to repeat this several more times all throughout this chapter. So I think that's the overarching desire that he expresses in this prayer. When he said that I thirst from the cross, he was thirsting for this union with his bride, the church, that is us. And I had a little bit of an insight because you've heard me say before, that it's, it's hard for us guys to, to get excited about being a bride. <laughs> but what the image is saying 
is that the whole church is meant to be receptive. Just as a bride receives the love of her husband and receives life from God in her womb, so too we, members of the church, are first and foremost meant to receive the love of God that he pours out. So that's essentially what that imagery is saying to us. So us guys can get excited about receiving from the Lord his blessings, his strength, his glory. So he says, I have revealed you, Father, to those whom you gave me out of the world. They were yours. You gave them to me and they have obeyed your word. Now they know that everything you have given me comes from you. For I gave them the words you gave me, and they accepted them. They received them. They accepted them in faith that Jesus was revealing to them the Father. Because he said, whoever sees me, sees the Father. And so one of the things Jesus still wants to do here tonight is reveal to us the love of the Father. God, our Father. So he's sending out graces, his power, his presence to all of us here tonight. It's a knowledge that we can't get simply by reading about God. But Jesus wants us to experience his power, his presence, his love, his tenderness, his wisdom, his glory. He wants us to experience that. That's how he wants us to come to know the Father, through him, in the Spirit. And he's praying, he's praying for his apostles, but he's also praying for us. And he goes on to say that a little more explicitly. But he's praying for his apostles, he's praying for us. He's saying, I will remain in the world no longer, but they are still in the world, and I'm coming to you. Holy Father, protect them by the power of your name, the name of Jesus. So Jesus is praying for our protection. Protection of what? Well, our faith, really. Our relationship. God wants to protect that, to guard that relationship that we have with him. God knows we're going to be hurt in different ways in this world. But even despite the ups and downs and the bumps and bruises, the abuses, the betrayals, the disappointments, the failures, despite all that, God wants us to have faith and trust. So I believe that's what he's praying would be protected because he knows, Jesus knows here at the Last Supper, what he's about to face in the upcoming hours, his passion and death on the cross. So he doesn't want their, their faith to be shaken. He doesn't want them to be completely scandalized so that they stop believing in God's goodness. They just got to get through until Easter Sunday. And we are called to live one day at a time trusting in God's goodness despite our own ups and downs and failures 
those things don't define us as much as we are tempted to believe that they do define us, what ultimately defines us is his love for us, his faithfulness. Even when we are unfaithful and make mistakes, even when we struggle, well, God understands all of that and is here to help us. He's praying for us. So may God's prayer be answered. May that prayer of his echo in our hearts. Let's pray for this unity, for this intimacy with God and with one another in Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen.